This episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Joe DiBiase. My golf score has improved by like six strokes this year, and I'm chalking it all up to a smartwatch. There you go. Yeah, the having the range uh, is important. I'm Jordan Hanskin, and I haven't played golf in a while, which stinks. Ooh, makes me sad. Uh, about mm, three weeks. The last time you played isn't when we played, is it? No, I played here. I played in Carolina once. Oh, right, because that that would that right though that would got the got the casual got the casual ninety ninety five. All right, I I have I've broke ninety five times this year, and I had only done it three in my entire life before this year. And again, I think it's I think like you said it, knowing it's underrated, knowing exactly how far you are at all moments, at every moment. Is it exactly how far bunkers are in water? Like that's that's clutch. It's like having a caddy on your wrist. Important. Yeah, you're your own caddy. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Um, so yeah, it's golf season. This is the, this is the Lockdown Sabers podcast. It's a golf podcast, really in the uh, in the off months, or it should. Well, be. the Sabers are used to it. I, and that's our show for tonight. Um, <laughs> we are going to talk some Dylan Cousins on today's episode. I did a hit with uh, with uh, the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast and Jack Bushman. If you want to check out. Some thoughts and a little conversation on Jake McCabe. If you're looking for some some deep hockey analysis, uh, go check out that podcast. We have our top 50 players being announced on the Lockdown NHL podcast. Uh, all the hosts across the network voted on the top 50 players, and one Buffalo Saber made the cut, but he's yet to be announced. So we uh, we can't tell you who it is. It is uh, it is absolutely going to be Robert Hag. Is, uh, yes, uh, of course. He's one of the 50 greatest players in the world. Um, I believe it. By the way, real quick, uh, there's not a lot of news to get to. In fact, this is really not even news. And it's the only thing to mention before we get to uh, we're going to we're going to start doing some player profiles, focusing mostly on the young players and the guys that really will matter most to the future of this organization uh, and the most interesting guys to watch for this upcoming season. So today that's going to be Dylan Cousins. But do you see the report today about ESPN and ESPN Plus uh, getting close to signing a, a deal with the KHL? Is that something you would watch? The KHL playoffs, KHL games, like if Pavel Datsuk is on the ice against um, who plays? When does game? Putin get the play? I don't think he plays quite in the KHL. Uh, but don't maybe, they don't they like put him in for like a game to like let him score goals? That's like yeah, they do like that celebrity all star game, like kind of like okay. what they do in the NBA. <laughs> okay, because I'd watch that. That'd be funny. Would you like they're just like like they're just like badly acting. Like the guy just like slides across the ice, and Putin like makes like a weak move and scores. Yep. Yeah, those I you see those floating around social media whenever they happen. And it's just like, come on, does he really think he's that good? Does he really? Oh. Is, is he really I think happy? He knows that, that he, I think he likes that. It's like, yeah, these guys would, these guys will let me win because I'm so I, powerful. I would be like but, uh, kind of embarrassed. Yeah, like you, the goalie's got to dive out of the way for me to score a goal. Like dive in the opposite <laughs> direction. 
Oh my! I wonder, I wonder. I mean, that would be that would be must see. That would be appointment television. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, let's get into a little Dylan Cousins action in a in a mid August uh, episode of the Lockdown Savers podcast. By the way, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Sneaky Joe Sports. Jordan's at Gr Hanskin at Lockdown Sabers for the podcast account. If you missed our last episode, check it out. Jordan's top five Rick Jenneret calls of all time with RJ retiring at the end of the season. I had my Rick Jenneret mixtape at the beginning of the show. So a fun episode uh, from Monday. I believe that was Monday. uh, If you want to check it out. Um, Let's get to some Dylan Cousins stuff though. Player profile on the Sabres young centerman, 20 years old. He's entering year two of an entry level contract. And before we get into kind of what's going forward with Dylan Cousins, um, think back to last season, your feelings game to game, and really in totality what you thought of Dylan Cousins in his uh, in his rookie season, knowing that the stats were modest, four goals, nine assists, 13 points in 41 games played. That's what I was going to say is that I think the stats, I felt like he played a lot better than the stats say for a rookie. Um. Maybe it's just like my eyes, like telling, showing me what I want to have happen. Like I am tired of seeing Sabres prospects start off really slow. Um, And I guess he kind of fits more into that mold, but I did think that he showed flashes of a player that looked like more of a veteran out there. I think he was put in spots that were, you know, spots that a rookie usually doesn't get put in. And I thought that he actually handled himself pretty well. Um, given how the, how bad the team was, I thought his line was often the line that carried possession and carried the play. Um, and I think he was a big reason for it. Now the stats just didn't, don't really show that. Um, unless, I mean, I don't know what the analytical numbers say. I'd be curious to know. Um, but yeah, like, I think that I thought he was better than what the stats say. Um, I would say he was better and he was a better all around player than the stats would say. I'll look up to see if I can find some of his advanced metrics at uh, natural stat trick uh, while I'm talking here. But I think he got a lot of credit for his maturity, for his ability in his own end, his versatility playing on the wing and at center throughout his rookie season on a third, fourth line, as well as having to play number one center for a time as well. Um, I think he was impressive in all of those facets. And I think, you know, a lot of people looked at him and thought, okay, this could be a future captain of this team. This could be one of the leaders, one of the staples of the, the of the team going forward. I think we've been trying to rebuild the 06-07 or the 05-07 Sabres for over a decade. And I typically fall into the trap of, okay, who's my Briere? Who's my Drury? Who's my Campbell? Who's my Miller? Because that that's the only team I can reference that really built a Stanley Cup contender. So... That's the framework I I like to look at. And I think Cousins might have the makings of your Chris Drury. I think he's got the the skating ability. He's got the physical attributes, even more so than Drury did. He's got the two-way game. He might have that leader in him. He got a lot of credit for that in his rookie season. So I would imagine he could only grow from there, especially with how young the team's going to be this season. Maybe he's even doing it this year. Um, I liked Cousins a lot in all of those aspects, but... To me, you got to put up the production or else the rest of it 
it it doesn't matter as much. I think all of the mm-hmm. the leadership stuff and you know willing to dive in front of shots to block them and digging hard in the corners and cross check taking cross checks in front of the net that that grit that that tough nose level of hockey that to me is very good and it's nice when it is supplementary to the overall game in totality. So to me, the production needs to go up. Otherwise, I I know fans get upset with me on Twitter when I make this comparison, but he's got a break from this comparison and he'll have a chance, but he is Zemgus Gergensen's at 20 years old so far. Gergensen's at 20 years old, Cousins at 20 years old. Uh, Both were mature two-way centermen who had played some wing. We all thought we were the future Sabres captains. They were high first round picks. I think Gergens was 14th. Cousins was seventh. So Cousins a little bit higher and rookie season. Gergensen's seven goals in 70 games played cousins, four goals in 41 games played. I mean, the goal rate is almost exactly the same. So this is really where he needs to break from that. And he needs to decide. All right, not decide, but he needs to develop and not, not just become this third line grinder for his career because so far, that's all he's done. He's 20. He needs to get a, a, I think a bigger opportunity to do that, but the goals got to come. The assists got to come. The power play ability has to come. And that ability to be a 20 plus minute a night centerman, I think needs to, to come to fruition. Um, because otherwise I don't know who you're asking to do that on this team as of now. Right? Like, isn't that part of the story with cousins that if he doesn't become a number one center, and you trade Jack Eichel, which we all assume is happening. Who's going to be that guy for you? Yeah, I mean, the way I always thought of it, I, I, I think it's interesting that you go back to 05, 06, and it's like, well, build me that again. Yeah. Um, the way I always did it, was, especially when we were in the tank, is I was like, I, I would use the Blackhawks as my mold. And it was like, can I fill all these spots? And Cousins' high-end potential is what? Taze, right? Like sure. that would be like, that's high end. Like that, that's the goal for Dylan cousins is to be, he's not going to be the best player, might not be the best player, but he's, he's the leader. He's the, he's the guy that does all the other stuff that people like, I know Taze Taze isn't the same as he was, but it, like, he was still like an immensely important and like a high quality, awesome NHL player. Um, he was never the flash that Pat Kane brought to the table, but he was that guy that did all the stuff right. And Dylan Cousins, I think, is that that's his high end. But yeah, like his his low end seems more like I mean, what are those like role guys? Like they had like Bickle and Dave Boland. Bufflin like where it's like early on. Was it yeah, Bufflin as a forward, right? Right. Like yeah, it's it's that stuff where it's like yeah, he could do he could do that. He he's can be the gritty guy that can score you a few goals, be solid. Um, but they're not gonna they're not gonna like win you hockey games and they can't do it by themselves. And I hope Dylan Cousins is more of the high end thing that we think he can be. Um, I think he's shown like flashes of dominance in world juniors. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just yeah, it's just the development has to be right. And I think the Sabres development staff. They're at an important moment here because mm. have they really developed much besides Not really like even you, like Olsen Olsen's a one trick pony. And you know, I don't, I don't like to give them credit for developing Olsen. He, I, he's, yeah. still, he's the same player as when he showed up. He's an elite. Yeah, shot yeah, he's not, he's, that's, 
Right. He's not really developed. He's he. They didn't take like a like this is kind of a baseball term, but they didn't take like a two two tool player and turn him into a five tool player. Right. They they took like they took a guy that has a great shot and they turned him into a guy that has a great shot. I, I watched Moneyball uh, over the weekend and that's what yeah, they were telling five, uh, five they were Billy telling Bean, a, a young tool. Billy Bean. You're a five tool five tool player. Yeah. Like, <laughs> eh, not really. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, like I think that Dylan Cousins has the potential to be one of those five tool guys. Like he's he's kind of like a do it all guy. Um, he's not going to be like the amazing player, but he could, he could be Jonathan Taze. I think if he reaches, hits all the benchmarks that he's supposed to RockAuto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands specifications and prices you prefer best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com a word for Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but you got the NBA, college hoops, the NHL, all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. For these Saber games, you could bet on the exact amount of which either the Sabres or their opponent will win by. So if you think the Sabres are going to win by exactly two, you can find odds for the Sabres winning by exactly two. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag is the site. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Remember to use the promo code Locked on. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I mean, do I need to say any more? Are we good? No? Uh, 18 amazing flavors for the delicious Built Bar. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Those are the six new flavors to go along with your 12 original flavors. Peanut butter brownie, definitely my favorite of the original flavors. The bars are 100% covered in chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, but Built Bar, great for the healthy, conscious guy as well. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for keto diet. And if you want an example, peanut butter flavor, that's 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Go to BiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com.
He is, if you asked, you asked about his advanced numbers a little bit earlier, his Corsi rate, 55% of the shot attempts while he's on the ice. That's very good. Uh, his expected goals four, a little bit lower at, uh, oh, well, I just had it, 47%. So that's good. It's not great. It's not bad. It's, it's good. It's kind of right in the middle. And I think for a 19-year-old rookie, uh, that's above expectations for most, um, especially given that he didn't put a lot of points on the board. So I guess analytically he was very good or even maybe just good. I don't want to put the very on there. Um, but impressive rookie year, and I think you, I, li- I like the, the comp there to like the five tool player because like Olafson, I think is the one tool player. What is cousins at this point? He might be a two tool player, a three tool player, right? Like he's got the face offs and the defensive game part part down. He's got that maturity. You know, he doesn't lose his man in his own end. He's always picking him up. He's physical. He's standing up for teammates, but where is the, where is the goals? Where is the playmaking? I think I, I would maybe give him three tool because I liked his ability to carry the puck zone entry wise and kind of getting set up in the offensive zone. I think he was a guy you could trust because of his speed and his stick handling to have the puck on his stick kind of flying through the neutral zone. Like he was a guy that when he's, he's going through the middle, uh, that's a guy I want to hit on the tape and he's going to carry it in. He's going to start to set up the ozone for me. Um, so that part of his game I liked now, Really, the next part of Cousins is where do we go from here? And we know this season is going to be a lot of the young guys playing the young guys in expanded roles, and that happened a little bit with Cousins at the end of last year. Don Granado famously matched him up with Sidney Crosby for an entire game just to give him that experience, and he did pretty well. But what does he do this year? Like, Do you foresee him being number one center, number one power play, number one penalty kill. Like, are, th- are they going to put all that on his plate, you think, in year two? Might have to, right? Like, we don't know who are we going to have instead. Yeah. Metal stat? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it sounds like by necessity he's going to be that way. Now, people may say, like, oh, that's going to stunt his girl. I don't think it will. Mm-hmm. The way that he carries himself, he's going to be, like, up for the challenge, right? Like, I just think, like, that's – kind of his personality like i don't think he's gonna take the challenge and like hide from it um so i don't i don't necessarily think that it's like it's gonna be like a hindrance to his play the way like you put a quarterback in when they're before they're ready and they get destroyed like i don't think in hockey it's the same thing i think if anything it could it could bolster his confidence because maybe he can hang you know like I, i don't know like what do you think about that no, I, I think I would want to kind of throw him in, you know, like throw the baby into the pool. Didn't it, is that an example I used once that you didn't like? Um, well, you I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's safe. Yeah, well, the, the people do it. <laughs> Babies in the pool? Yeah, you, you, I don't remember what the age is for it, but I even saw a video of it today. Like to teach your child to swim, you just throw them in the pool and then they know. They, they, they okay. instinctually have to survive. Um, that's kind of what, you know, you do with cousins, throw them to the wolves, see what happens. Um, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for him to get that experience. I think him and middle stat most likely will probably split time as that like number one center. And by that, I mean, what does that mean? They'll, they're going to have a pretty even amount of ice time situationally. It might look a little different, but the volume at the end might look the same, like 19 minutes a night, each 20 minutes a night, each, 
Um, I think that's that's justified based on their depth at center, like you mentioned. I think I went a little back and forth with Joe Marino of the Charging Buffalo yesterday about Gergensen's playing center. And I think where we got was, like, he's got to do it. Like, he's played wing, really, since the early part of his career, but they just, they just don't have centers. They don't even have guys to play the position. Was, was he even that bad at center? I know it's not a Gergensen show. I... I will probably never have one again, so don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> no offense to Zemkis. Oh, threw, he doesn't I, get one. I threw out a shirt or threw out. I donated a shirt of his to uh, to Goodwill the other day. It was uh, it said the people had have spoken, and it said number one all star fan Latvia, votes. The yeah. Latvia uh, NHL voting. What a wild day! What a wild yeah. time that was. But no, he was fine. I think he was just as good at center as he was at wing. He's just kind of a yeah, Swiss Army knife. Like could he, like and like I don't. I don't dislike Gergensen. Like I think that he's he's a fourth liner in the NHL, and that's fine. Like everybody, you need one. Like and he he's gonna give it his all. Like I have no I have no doubt in my mind that he's gonna try. So I don't know. Like I'm fine with him. But back to Cousins. Like yeah, he's gonna <laughs> him and Middlestead. They're gonna learn quick. Yeah. What. <laughs> What do you like for uh, a line combination for him? Do you have anything in mind? I think the the first guys I think of, like I want, because I want to see if there's more offense there and I want to give him every opportunity to be able to do that. So I kind of like the idea of giving him, you've got two, two guys who have proven to be good goal scorers in this league. There's question about whether Jeff Skinner can still do it, but he's not the guy I'd put with him. I would put Skinner with Middlestad. Honestly, I would put, Olafson on Cousins' yeah. left side. And then I think I would go, I think I would want to keep Thompson and Middlestat together. That combination worked a lot last season. And I'm already kind of running out of guys to play in my top Feed six. Feed me Bjork. I think Bjork. I think Bjork helps out a little <laughs> bit with carrying the puck. He can kind of play off of Cousins. And because Olafson can't do that, I would, I like kind of, I like Cousins centering uh, Bjork and Olafson. I thought I thought Cousins and Bjork had some chemistry for yeah for being who they are. Like I thought, like the for the brief time that we saw them together, I thought that they were actually like had a bit of a bit of a thing going. Right. No, I I agree. There's also like I've seen some line combinations uh, just kind of floating around from different people on Sabres Twitter, and whenever it's it's tough for Cousins when the line below it. Remember how good that Middlestat, Thompson, and Asplund line looked last year? Like they were scoring a lot. Yes. If you if you keep those three together, I I've seen a lot of Cousins centering Skinner and Olafson. And you're surrounding him with goal scoring, but you're not surrounding him with anybody to really play off of. You know what I mean? Um they're yeah. they're kind of ISO players. They're kind of both. Puts guys. a lot of puts a lot of pressure on him to distribute. Right. Like he's generating everything if if that's the line. So I like one of those I two playing like with him, it. but not both. I kind of like the idea of putting either Skinner or Olsen on line three. Okay. Given like the kids, like what what are we gonna have line three that's like roots align and stuff? Like roots roots align in and maybe this uh this Vin- Vinny Hino Stroza. Like, I, think they need, I think they need a they need a good player to play with. Yeah, yeah. good scorer to play with. You know what I, I mean? I think like, as I, long as Skinner's not in the doghouse on line four. Like if we even up the lines and they're like line one, two, and three, they all play the same minutes. That's good. Right. Like, and Skinner still gets the playing time he deserves, but like he doesn't need to play with Cousins. I also Skinner's going to be here longer than Olsen. So. 
I mean, he he matters more to the future of this organization. So I don't mind the idea of building some chemistry there. You know, like I putting Olsen with the putting Olsen with the kids. Yeah, yeah. They'll put Olsen with the kids and like, you know what? Like we gotta salvage something out of Skinner. We gotta salvage something out of Skinner. And right now, who's my ticket to doing that? Well, I'm not saying it's likely, but I think the best chance you might have at getting Skinner back to any percentage, even 60% of the player that he was, I think Cousins might be his guy down the middle for that. Him or Middlestat? Middlestat had the better numbers last year. So maybe I shouldn't just write off Middlestat. I think offensively, you can count on him right now more than you can Cousins. So yeah. maybe I'm, I'm over-exaggerating it because this is an episode revolving around Cousins. Um just one of the two. I, I want to see one of the two play with Skinner, you know? Yeah. Um, what I've learned from this exercise is that and if we don't trade Jack Eichel before the season, we're going to be really bad. Yeah, they're probably going to be bad regardless, regardless but yes. Um, and then one last question on Cousins. Uh, this is not a line you could get at betonline.ag, but maybe I'll, I'll throw it their way, see if they want to put it up. Uh, over, under, this is... Ooh, what do I want here? Should I play the, what do you want to play? Do you want to play the, would you take game or do you want to play the, um, would you predict game? I'll do, would you predict? That sounds more fun. Okay. Uh, over under 35 points for Dylan cousins. I will say over. Okay. Just based uh, on this time. What about, would you take, would you take, uh, would you 85? take 30? Would you take 35 right on the, uh, right on the noggin? He had 15 that's goals, a, 20 assists. Right. And last that's year he played development. In. That's, I mean, that's, I'd probably take that. Well, I don't know. Cause it depends if he's line one and he's playing with like Skinner and Olsen, I would expect more. I think power play time too. Based on, just based on how much, how much hockey he's going to play. Right. Power, play but the Sabres might never draw a power play. <laughs> They just like, might never, to be honest, the whole like, season. Might be so bad that they like never draw a penalty. Well, because they'll never have the puck. <laughs> they'll just be in their own end the entire you, time. You can't draw penalties if you don't have the puck. Or <laughs> every puck that gets shot at Craig Anderson goes in. Yeah, uh, we'll have to talk about that. I'm not sure Craig Anderson's going to start. I'm starting to. I'm starting to lean towards Lukanen as their night one starter. Oh my god, I mean, it should be. Like, I, to be honest, yeah. like it should be. Like, what's the point? We've still got to formulate our. What is the point? We've still got to formulate our uh, our opening night lineup draft, but I think Lukanen will get drafted in that before Anderson. That would be my guess. Um, just a hunch. Um, all right, so that's gonna do it for us. Who do you think we should do next? Darlene? Is Darlene good for this? I, I want to stick. Yeah, want to stick with like the young guys. I was, I was gonna go with middle stat, but Darlene's good. Middle stat's good. Maybe we should stick with the forwards at the at the outset and then get to. Get to the defenseman later. All right, so we'll do Middlestat next. Our next episode, we'll kind of focus in on Casey Middlestat, look at what he did last season. I watched a lot of film on him before this past year, so maybe I'll do a little of that. I'm not going to go nuts. I mean, I'm ready for football to start, so I'm not going to spend hours watching Casey Middlestat for last season. Steven Sims, right? Is that oh, my guy. So I can't believe they got my guy. Steve. How is he available? How is Steven Sims available? I do the same thing. Like I know that I do the same thing as you. Is like I get hooked on like my my few guys. Like early early Waller was my guy. Early like I had Waller. Him, I had him in every <laughs> league. Like like the first like the first year that he was with the Raiders, they're like, who's this guy? And I was like, I I don't know, but I like. Him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he does, but uh, and yeah. then 
and then when they burn you, you hate him forever. Like my uh, oh yeah, my, oh, my dear yeah. friend Chris Herndon over in the in the tri-state area. <laughs> Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon. I'm still here about Chris Herndon. I'm still waiting. Still waiting. Still waiting. Never, never. He's losing to Tyler Croft. <laughs> <laughs> The other half. one's like I always have like the tight end that I like is like Gary Barnage was one. You're a tight and end guy. I I I, I scout them. I, I study them. You're a tight end expert. Games. Yeah, yeah. I would that's, consider. But you that's, a tight end that doesn't win you many championships. I'll say that. Jordan has never won a championship in our league. He's come close, but he in always has the best tight end in my league. Always have a good tight end. Right. You've won. You've won in uh, in leagues where you've been around. Long, uh, long. And if, if if you take any stock in this, I'm big Kyle Pitts guy. Which is should be obvious I, to everyone. But. If you like tight ends, I think you gotta like Kyle Pitts. It's like, you got, I mean, he's like everything you would want. You you have to. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a tight end. Look at him. He's wearing number eight. Also, like, come on, is that a tight gonna, end? He's gonna get like he's gonna get so many targets. He's he's hardly a tight end. He's he never gonna line up there. This is, this is a this is so off of Dylan Cousins. Don't care. But like, do you remember when Matt Ryan had a good tight end when he had Tony Gonzalez? Tony Gonzalez caught like a million passes. Yep, old Tony Gonzalez balled out in Atlanta. So I'm, I'm imagining Kyle. If you can, if you get, if Kyle Pitts is available, and you're thinking, oh, should I get Kyle Pitts or like Jamar Chase? Like, yeah. not even, not even a contest. People. Okay, by Kyle the way, Pitt. by the way, while you were talking, did anybody else hear the <gasps> in the midst of you talking there? No. So th- this <laughs> is going to happen at some point on this podcast, I promise you. But it's not happening today. Where. I think I forgot to hit the record button, but no, but you I, did. I did. I remember. I clicked. For, I clicked. It was recording for a second. I just I just reopened our our software that we're uh, we're recording on, and I didn't see the record label, and I panicked for like half a second. My heart skipped a beat. Oh boy! But, no, everyone, you're lucky out there. You you caught all of this gold. This this offseason. I gold. thought somebody got caught or somebody got traded from the Bills or the Sabers. Dylan Cousins got traded, but I think there would be a bigger reaction. <laughs> you'd you'd be screaming if like if Dylan Eichel Cousins got... or Eichel, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, no, either. I mean, both, yes. But this would be the Eichel type is... of time that they would. Uh, we're we're recording at what six fifty six right now. Yeah, but it's so. a it's it's a Thursday. We gotta wait till tomorrow. But, yeah, but this would be about the time that they would do it because O'Reilly was like almost nearly like the middle of the night. Yeah, because they had an hour and a half until they had to give him seven million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous right. time to be trading people. All right, well, we'll let you all go. Go, go to your uh, your other stuff. It's it's August. You, we'll come back for Casey Middlestat. Uh, we'll do a, a deep dive on him on our next episode. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Sneaky Joe Sports at Jr Hanskin at Locked On Sabers, and catch me tomorrow on the Locked On NHL podcast. We're gonna start our top fifties. We did the snubs on Tuesday. We're going to do 40 through 50 uh, on the national podcast tomorrow. This has been the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.